You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on 105.7 FM, the fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from sunny Florida is Tony DeZino from NBCSports.com. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, Z-Man, and first off, congrats on getting your sub pick right last week. It was, uh, I think, Thank you. between the two of us, we had the top two, and uh, uh, I don't think you were thinking two is going to happen after he was uh, starting dead last, but, man, he pulled one off. It was uh, it was great. It was, it was uh, yeah, for for Dale Coyne Racing to, to do that, to hit the ground running was certainly good, and we, we heard uh, Sebastian just before uh, Eddie Lapine had, from RacingNation.com had taped an uh, interview with Sebastian Bourdais, who I see is running second in the Ganassi 4 GT, and was it Richard Westbrook, I think, is leading? Yeah, it's 1-2 right now. They've been on slightly different fuel strategies. Uh, there was one sequence where the Richard Westbrook Ford didn't pit and the rest of the field did. So they're about, uh, looks like about 10 laps difference between them on fuel right now. But uh, early days yet, we're only past the four-hour mark here in the 12-hour race. And, uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. All right, and yeah. uh, Felipe right. Albuquerque is leading in the prototype uh, section. As uh, Tony, are you being escorted out of the operations room there? Or? No, yeah, too much timing <laughs> and scoring. I was actually checking in with uh, John Gorsline at uh, his his company, but uh, so it's even louder now. You try to find a quiet place here, and sometimes it's better than others. But um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. So you get even better ambiance noise at that point. <laughs> Well, make sure you tell John I said hi. It's always good. Uh, John, of course, is one of those movers and shakers behind the scenes in the world of auto racing. We appreciate everything he does for the sport. Uh, what, what's the big story coming out this weekend out of Sebring? Um, the Cadillac's got a power reduction coming into this, so the question was were they going to be able to maintain their same pace? And then really it's a, going for three in a row. Uh, Ford having won Le Mans, having won Daytona. Now they're trying to win Sebring. Uh, of course, Sebastian Bourdais trying to get his own Florida sweep in. He won Daytona. He won St. Pete. Now he's trying to win Sebring. So there's a couple of three things, and Corvette's trying to win three in a row as well because they've, Cor- uh, they've won Sebring the last two years. But one of their cars is already out with a water temperature issue. The other one's been third or fourth. So um, that's a, those are kind of the storylines. It's been a relatively clean race so far, but you're always skeptical to say that because it's such a long race and – you know, there's more cautions to come. It'll be a lot cooler later tonight. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's warmer today than it has been uh, all week. It's been a really cold Sebring week, and uh, that's been abnormal. But, uh, but yeah, that was kind of how it goes, how it was going. That's one amazing thing about endurance racing that has certainly changed, I'd say, over the last 10 years, is that you kind of expected, you know, back, you know, you know, we had David Hobbs on earlier, back during his day in the 60s and 70s into the 80s and that in, in, into the 90s in the turbo area uh, days of IMSA, you probably, the attrition rate was probably about 
50% for your endurance racing. And that's been cut down so much. It's almost unusual, like you said, with the, with one of the Corvettes uh, having a problem in it, retiring from the race. Uh, is, is, is that good or bad for endurance racing? I think it's good. It's a real, it shows how far the technology has come, how far the manufacturing reliability improvements have gone up to where if you go out at any one point, if you have any time in a garage, your race is over. Um, it really, and, and there's so many of the manufacturers push their road to street kind of relationship and what they learn on a racetrack and what they can convert into the cars they sell uh, at dealerships around the country. And the more you're pushing it, the more you're able to learn and the more you're able to grow. I mean, it's like Corvette does that, uh, Michelin, Porsche, Ford, you know, all the way down the line. And it's really cool to see what, what's happened. But that makes it tougher to follow in a way, too, because, you know, you've got six or seven different cars in contention for your class win. It's not like there's just one or two that's going to run away from it. So that makes it a bit more of a challenge to cover, but it's also – speaks to really the, the quality of people and the quality of the engineering that goes into that goes into these cars. On a local slant, we have uh, James French from nearby Sheboygan is running eighth overall. And uh, how has this weekend been so far? It's been good. He was. I spoke to him this morning before the race. He was a bit disappointed in himself that he didn't get the pole. He lost out by less than a tenth to another uh, open-wheel veteran in Gustavo Jakiman, but He's got a good team. Uh, he's got two really young, talented co-drivers, Pato Award, James French. The three of them combined, they're all under 24. Uh, and they're trying to go back-to-back because they won Daytona, and they're going to try to win Sebring here as well. So uh, good good run for them so far. They've led most of the race in their class. It's only a four-car class, the Prototype Challenge uh, class. It's different from the GT classes. It's different from the top Prototype class. Definitely older cars, but um, still plenty of drivers trying to make an impression and move on to other opportunities uh, down the road. And James is a good dude, and you know he's got the Wisconsin roots from Sheboygan. Probably has more laps in Road America than, than almost anyone, and uh, you know he's trying to get his first Sebring one here. Yeah, we certainly he certainly has the most laps in a Formula One car at Road America. That's for sure. His father, for those who are not aware, owns a, a couple of really cool vintage 1990s era Formula One cars. Uh, the other story, I think, is kind of a story because just how they've been running, not, not just this weekend, but you know, for the last year, is the BMW team. What's going on with, with BMW? It's hard to say. They've had a really tough start to the season, uh, it's, and it's not for, a lack of, not for a lack of engineering, but the, the front-engine cars just don't have the same performance. They're normally aspirated car most of the turbos have been the better cars the fords the ferraris uh the porsche the new porsche's mid-engine and they've they've been better but the bmw front engine normally aspirated really struggled this year and it's not gone off to a better start here as well it's a car that's kind of nearing the end of its lifespan just hasn't really been competitive and i it's just surprised because this is a track that's favored bmw in the past they've won here as recently as i think three or four years ago but it doesn't seem like it's been that long, and, and now it, uh, it has been long. That's, that's how fast the years go. It's, uh, you, blink and, you blink and five years have got behind you. It's almost like the Pink Floyd song come to life. <laughs> but they, they had driveline issues with one of their cars. They went behind the wall, lost about 10 laps. The other car hasn't really got much higher than, I think, sixth or seventh. And, you know, for the guys like Bill Oberlin, John Edwards, and then a couple other new guys they have on board, Alexander Sims and Martin Tomschick, they haven't been able to show what they're capable of. And that's, that's unfortunate because it's been – they've really been the only manufacturer that hasn't been in the mix in GCLM, whereas the other four have been. 
Is this going to be a two-car race and prototype between uh, Mustang Sampling and, uh, of course, the, the the Taylor team? It looks that way. Um, the Rebellion car had a starter issue. That took them out of play. Visit Florida was running well. They went behind the wall. ESM has had mechanical issues. The team that won here last year. Uh, JDC Miller Motorsports did a really good job in their stint. It's a car that kind of looks like a banana boat. It's, uh, it's a yellow <laughs> Orica 07 with a pro-am driver lineup but the cadillacs have even despite the power cutbacks have been the class of the field for most of the weekend with the rebellion out of the fray uh, out of the fray excuse me uh it's looking like it's a two-horse race that said it's still reliability is always a challenge at this point you never know what's gonna what's gonna last and uh, go from there excellent well we certainly appreciate you coming on the show that's of course uh, tony dezino from nbc sports make sure to check out all his stuff and uh what's the latest happening on, on nbcsports.com yeah just uh obviously sebring this week uh f1 kicks off next week with the australian grand prix uh from melbourne so tv times and all the various previews going into uh, a brave new world of f1 i know that's a cliche line but no bernie the liberty change the new cars, the new tires. There's a lot to look forward to in F1. So um, once we get through Sebring 12 hours today, it's going to be pretty heavy on Melbourne stuff in the next week. Sounds good. We appreciate you coming on the show and looking forward to seeing you next week. Tony DeZeno, folks. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And, uh, of course, is Tony on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And when we turn, we'll re- take a quick break. And when we return, we'll, Jeff and I will go through predictions for this week's NASCAR race in Phoenix. Back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure to check out their website for upcoming schedules and updates. Of course, our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On the web, on the web at milwcar.com. Make sure to check those guys out, too, for the, save you some money in the garage when your car needs a fixin'. Joining me in the studio, of course, today was Jeff Orlowski. And I'd like to thank, of course, those who make this show possible and came on the show today. Of course, Dennis Michelson, racetalkradio.com, Laurie Monroe, David Hobbs from NBC Sports, getting the latest in Formula One from him. And, of course, Tony DeZino, who is live at Sebring, which is occurring now live on Fox Sports 1, if you want to tune in for that. And we also have NASCAR this weekend. Phoenix, we got the Xfinity race coming on this afternoon. Is that correct, Jeff? Yep, that uh, that. Green flag waves about three o'clock, and uh, is Kyle Busch in that race? No, that's a good thing. Yes, it is. Well, is, the is, dash- that, is that the first thing you? I, I I always check if Kyle Busch is in the Xfinity race. I do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but with the new rules and the dash for for the cash, right. he cannot. He's not eligible. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Very good. I like that. That's a good thing. All right, and uh, let's take an Xfinity guess. Throw one out there. William Byron gets uh, goes from the pole to get his first win. I kind of like that because we were talking about him off air and the kids. Yeah, that could very well do it. But it, I, you know, tune in for the Xfinity race because you're going to see Xfinity race drivers at the front, and that's what we like on this show. And then on the Cup side, I, I, I'm I'm going with Joey Logano unless 
he gets that late pit stop penalty, and then you know who will be? Who got who got burned in Atlanta? Kevin Harvick. And then he'll win at Phoenix. So Joey Logano, as long as he doesn't get that mysterious pit, pit road violation speeding ticket. Otherwise, if he does, then Kevin Harvick. All right, I'm going to take Jamie McMurray. Ooh, I like that. He's, he's been running strong, been looking good all year. Thank you for listening to the Final Inspection Show on 105.7 FM, The Fan, WSSP in Milwaukee. Make sure, and uh, don't forget, we can check all of our broadcasts on podcasts. Where, where can they find that, Jeff? 105.7 FM, The Fan.com. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.